Hello, my name is Carol Tonietti, and I'm the chief curator here at the Norton Simon Museum. Today, it's my great pleasure to speak with Margaret Iacono, the assistant curator at the Frick Collection in New York, about the Frick's generous loan of their captivating Portrait of a Man by Hans Memling. Ms. Iacono, I know her as Peggy, has been in the curatorial department at the Frick for 11 years, and she's a prolific lecturer and writer about the collection and its history. She's also someone who knows our Simon collection well, and as such was the author of a focused catalog on five of the Norton Simon's old master paintings that were lent to the Frick in 2009 on the occasion of the inauguration of this very satisfying exchange program between our two institutions. The setup is such that generally every year a painting travels east from the Simon or west from the Frick to be displayed for three months amongst the treasures of the host's collections. And this year, from January 27th through April 30th, at the Norton Simon Museum, we will install the Frick's arresting portrait by Memling in a special placement alongside our own Memling image of Christ giving his blessing. And it'll be amidst, as well, other paintings by artists that had had an impact on Memling himself and his style, together with others that demonstrate Memling's influences upon those who emulated him both locally and in Southern Europe. So, first, Peggy, welcome. Thank you for speaking with us about this beautiful portrait. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. And set the stage for us. Tell us something about Memling, his roots, his early training. How did he become to be seen as the foremost master painter in Bruges during his lifetime? Well, Hans Memling was born in Seligenstadt, Germany, but he spent the majority of his career in Bruges, a wealthy trading city in what was then considered the southern Netherlands, but which today is the country Belgium. And as with many 15th century artists, our knowledge of his training is scant, and the earliest official mention of Memling dates to January of 1465, when he registers as a citizen of Bruges. He was already an established artist and was probably between 25 and 35 years old. Uh, the close similarity between his painting style and compositions and those of Roger van der Weyden's suggests that he probably trained or worked in Roger's studio in Brussels. And Memling was a very skilled portraitist with an interest in naturalistic observation. He had a great talent for recording likenesses convincingly, but also in a flattering manner. And his dexterity in painting anything from smooth flesh to translucent fabrics was extremely popular with his patrons, who came from the wealthy burger class in Bruges. And many of his clients were foreigners, uh, in particular Italians, who came to Bruges for business ventures such as trading or banking. They carried Memling's portraits back to Italy, where they influenced Italian artists. So, coming from the works of Roger then, Memling sort of adopted his style, but was an innovator of sorts, right, it, uh, when it came to right. his portrait paintings. Can you describe for us this particular picture? How does it depart from the works of the predecessors that you've already mentioned, like Roger and Van Eyck? 
Well, uh, let's see. This bustling portrait depicts a young man, a young to middle-aged man, and he's paused in a moment of reflection. He has brown hair and brown eyes, and you can see a slight stubble on his jaw, his chin, and above his lips. And his expression is calm. He gazes past us, and he clutches the strap of his headdress firmly in his right hand. He wears a dark coat, and above his shoulders, we see glimpses of a distant landscape dotted with trees, winding paths, streams, and buildings, including a castle at the right. And a fictive stone frame separates the man from the landscape. This makes the man appear to be standing before a window in our space. Unlike van der Weyden, whose figures usually express this great emotion and intense emotion, Memling's figures are more contemplative and serene. Memling followed Jan van Eyck and Petrus Christus by painting these bust-length figures in interior settings. However, he seems to be the first South Netherlandish artist to position his sitters against a landscape background, or at least he's the artist for whom this format becomes a hallmark. Your description was uh, fascinating because that blue sky really does surround and point out that robust head of hair there. Um, it's, mm-hmm. It sets him apart, and the landscape, that horizon, is really just acting beyond his neck, beyond those shoulder line. Um, so I remember reading that it was this painting, at least initially, that was meant to commemorate the anniversary of Mr. Frick's um, desire to make his collection a public one. Yes, that's right. Uh, the timing was such that the Frick was nearing the 50th anniversary of its founding as a public art museum. And Henry Clay Frick, as you remember, had died in 1919. And in his will, he left his mansion and the most outstanding of his many artworks to establish a public gallery. And although Frick did not own a painting by Memling, he did own other works by Northern artists, and he even attempted unsuccessfully to buy a Memling altarpiece from the Duke of Devonshire's collection. I think Mr. Frick would have been extremely pleased to have Memling's painting join his collection and now to loan this intriguing work to the Norton Simon so that art lovers on the West Coast can enjoy it for a time. (laughs) Well, I do hope that he'd approve of this sojourn. It'll be the first time that this precious panel has traveled to Southern California, so we welcome this uh, mysterious visitor to be in our midst at the start of a new year, um, nearly 550 years after Memling became a registered citizen at Bruges and painted this portrait. Peggy, we're grateful to you for enlightening us about Memling and this splendid portrait. My pleasure. To our audience, we invite you to see Hans Memling's Portrait of a Man from the Frick Collection here at the Norton Simon Museum in Pasadena on view beginning Friday, January 27th through April 30th. And we thank you for being with us today and for listening. Copyright in this podcast is held by the Norton Simon Art Foundation. All rights reserved.